From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Scott Bullard, the president of Pfeiffer University. Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Let's dive in. Servant leadership is a key component of the framework at Pfeiffer. And as president, you are, in essence, the chief servant leader. How does this principle shape and foster creativity and collaboration between faculty, staff, and students? We try to put before our students uh, at student orientation when they're freshmen, even at faculty, new faculty orientation when new persons arrive in our employ, the story of our founder, Emily Pruden, who even though she was deaf and uh, really uh, had her mobility compromised by a, 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 a diagnosed form of arthritis, uh, her mobility was very limited. Nevertheless, she came to this region from the Northeast intent on finding uh, young persons who had little in the way of financial means, but, uh, but were gifted. And she said that she would gather unto herself uh, about 15 persons per year uh, and would invest in those, in those persons. Uh, the United Methodist Church learned what Emily was doing uh, and decided to help her fund this and decided ultimately uh, to turn this into a form of higher education. Uh, repeating that story early and often, keeping a statue of Emily at the center of our campus so that our students walk by that uh, statue daily, helps us remind the students that even though today we have majors that Emily could not possibly imagine, like physician assistant studies, or uh, a master's in business administration with a focus on uh, financial fraud investigations, that uh, at bottom, we are seeking uh, to do more for them than provide them with a steady paycheck. We hope they will enter these professions uh, with a reminder that they are here to serve other people, uh, that that's, that's at the heart of who we are as, as human beings. We're here to help one another uh, not only survive life, but flourish uh, during this life. Got one thing that has been a major challenge in higher education for years is cost. In regards to keeping education both cost-effective and equitable, what innovative strategies has Pfizer recently employed? And what do you believe needs to continue to change industry-wide for this to be the norm? I think it's important to say that even though we are a private institution, the the debt that our average graduate has on graduation day is about the same uh, as the average amount of debt uh, of a graduate at the largest public institutions in our state. Uh, that said, we've made some uh, major strides in the area of uh, our discount rate. We, for example, uh, have migrated to NCAA Division Three athletics, which means we no longer offer athletic scholarships here at Pfeiffer. Uh, however, we took uh, the scholarship money that became available uh, as a result of that migration and transferred those endowments to focus on academic scholarships and on need-based scholarship. 
we also uh, have begun a process of a tuition by program uh, mm-hmm. model. So this this also uh, lowers the price of of certain programs, uh, certain service oriented programs, uh, wherein students are scholarship more heavily. For example, if they want to be an education major or a minister in the church affiliated with our denomination. On the other hand, uh, we have uh, we have higher priced programs. Uh, for example, our physician assistant studies uh, master's program uh, for students entering fields wherein they will be uh, highly compensated. Pandemic accelerated an already fast evolving economy, morphing the needs of the market and opportunities available to talent. What are the most significant recent shifts you have witnessed in student career desires? And how has Pfeiffer adapted to become more creative in their offerings to meet these new demands? Pfeiffer uh, has sensed a need in our region, uh, both on the employer side and the uh, undergraduate student desire side, uh, to improve health care in this region. So in recent days, we have launched Uh, a new nursing program, uh, which has one of the highest passage rates uh, in the state of North Carolina uh, for graduates taking their national licensure exam. Uh, But we have also in in recent days noted that many of our students in computer science are uh, easily getting jobs in the field of cybersecurity. This is prior to the Russia-Ukraine conflict, so we expect an only uh, increasing Uh, demand for such positions. So we have been uh, engaged in a year-long study uh, that wherein the trustees, faculty, and staff had made determinations about academic programs, not only that they would like to invest less money in, uh, where where are we cutting expenditures, but what are those programs that we'd like to invest more in? So the trustees have noted the size of uh, uh, incoming freshman classes and have noted the majors that those students are declaring early. Uh, exercise science, health and exercise science is one of those majors. We love health and exercise science, uh, which has grown from 40 academic majors to over 80 academic majors in my two years here uh, because of the flexibility of that major. So if you want to be a strength and conditioning coach at the collegiate or high school level, If you want to become uh, a personal trainer, you can major in health and exercise science. But we have built this fabulous new campus in downtown Albemarle called the Center for Health Sciences. You can become a physician assistant through the offerings at that campus, or you can become an occupational therapist through the offerings of that campus. Those are master's degree programs, but 30% of the students on that campus majored in health and exercise science somewhere. So we've we've determined that we will invest more deeply, uh, not only in the area of business and IT, but also in the health sciences fields. And Scott, as we round out our discussion today, how would you define creativity and what does that look like for the university and higher education in general moving forward? Abby, I think all of us are seeking to find those places where our great giftedness or our students' great giftedness intersects with the world's great need. Uh, And so I think it's important for leaders 
to uh, set aside time for the best thinkers on their staffs, on their faculties, uh, to think intentionally. Uh, on campus, uh, that looks like our summer uh, cabinet retreat for strategic planning. Um, and we do that here every August. But I try in May uh, to offer a theme uh, for what the, the cabinet retreat will be about. Last May, for example, uh, our new health sciences campus was built with room for a third program, a third academic program. And we only have two academic programs in that building now. In May, I, I informed each cabinet member that they could pair off with a faculty member and uh, that the best idea would win, uh, but that they would engage in a, in a competition of sorts to determine, uh, to pitch uh, what that third academic program in the building uh, would be. As a result uh, of that competition, uh, several potential programs were eliminated from consideration and, and two remained. Also, as an unintended result of those conversations, we will be adding in the coming weeks uh, a new vice president's position uh, with new emphases for the university. And so uh, we look forward to those announcements. Uh, I just think it's important that leaders have their, their clearest thinkers set aside time intentionally on campus and off campus. Off campus last week, the president went with the chair of the religion department and the chair of the communications department uh, to Dallas, Texas uh, for about 72 hours to a conference uh, focused on helping undergraduates uh, find their calling. Uh, it, this was a wonderful time. We, we heard informal sessions from wonderful scholars from across the country who think well about vocation, uh, who think well about regional and national needs. This was also a wonderful time because of the informal sessions, the ideas that were shared uh, over dinner tables uh, and in conference rooms. So I, I just think it's important for leaders to make sure that their, their best people and their clearest thinkers are taking time to be creative on campus but also away from campus. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Scott, for today's discussion. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.